This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So it's the dog days of the NFL offseason. But we got the NBA offseason just around the corner. And it started this weekend with a bang on Father's Day. Bradley Bill traded to the Phoenix Suns for a package of Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, a couple of second round picks and some pick swaps to the Washington Wizards. Essentially, Bradley Beal was traded for a box of cookies and some Skittles with a half-eaten Snickers. What is this? A multiple-time All-Star, a guy that's averaged 20 in his sleep, one of the best scorers in the NBA, gets traded for that? That don't make no sense to me. And I get it. The contract that Bradley Beal has is exorbitant. Like, it's it's not one of the worst um, contracts in the league. But given that the CBA and the cap construction for teams moving forward is different, um, Bradley Beal's contract that he had just signed last season makes it extremely, you know, exorbitant for a team to take on. You're talking about a $50 million contract per year on average. Um, The remaining of his contract that he signed last year is still four for 208. um, And it's going to be tough for any team to not only take that on, but then also have a team um you look at just the four players that the Suns have you got devin booker kevin durant deandre in and now you know you have bradley bill and they accumulate for over 150 million dollars on the cap that's damn near the cap so you look at this situation and I'm like, what's what's going to happen uh, with the Suns moving forward? But winners and losers, I'm going to sit here and say, if you just take money aside, the Suns were the clear winners. They gave up two guys that they didn't even think was going to be on the roster. And one guy, they essentially came out publicly and said it wasn't going to be on the roster, which is Chris Paul, who found out during uh, going to New York City for New York America for doing his memoir. Um, and you got Bradley Bill in the trade. The Washington Wizards should be ashamed of themselves, period and point blank. And the reason why I say that is because you got no players back. You got a bunch of pick swaps 
and second round picks. At least get some type of player back. Now, the reports all along were saying that the Miami Heat and the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns were the, were the teams in the end when it comes to making a trade happen. I'm here to tell y'all that ain't no way that the Heat or the Kings could make a better offer than that. Ain't no way. Nobody could sit here and tell me that the Heat couldn't make a better offer or that the Kings couldn't make the better offer. Now, I know Keegan Murray um, was not in the trade, and that's essentially what, you know, didn't make the trade happen. But for the Heat, the the Heat's offer, if I'm not mistaken, was Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, a couple of second round or first round picks, depending on uh, you know, who you ask or what reports you're seeing. We don't actually know the full offer. They did say that the Heat weren't really, you know, truly interested. But I'm here to tell you this. If Bradley Bill wanted to be a Heat, he would have been a Heat. The man controlled which team he went to and how much the team gave up. Given his contract and his payroll, you know, he's got, you know, still $208 million still owed him for the next four years. And, you know, with the new collective bargaining agreement and the cap structure coming up in two years with the second apron, essentially not allowing teams to become super teams. Bradley Bill could have literally just said, I want to go to the Heat and I want to make sure that Jimmy Butler, Bam, Tyler Hero on the team. He could have literally done that. Paul George, a couple of years ago, made a trade request, and he only had one team in mind, and that was the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, yes, different circumstances, um, a record-setting six six, uh, picks, you know, involved and whatnot, but be that as it may, if Bradley Bill really wanted to be a Heat or really wanted to be a King, he would have just said that. And there ain't nothing that the Wizards could have done. The Heat seemed like they wasn't really that interested because they're trying to go after Damian Lillard. And we'll talk about that a little later. But talking from the Heat's front, man, I would have given up Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson would have been better than anything that would have been anything that the Wizards got, period. I would have given them a conditional first round pick. And I would have got the deal done. I'm not saying I love Bradley Bill, but I love him for that price. Now, the money is the issue. And I think that's what scared a lot of teams and the heat off. Um, So the Suns, I think, made out like bandits because, yes, the money, they essentially said, we don't give a damn about this second apron. We're going to be aggressive. And the Suns now have three 
prolific scorers on the same team. Similarly to what the Brooklyn Nets have, but I think this one is a bit worse because, yes, while D-Book, Devin Booker, can score the basketball and assist, he ain't James Harden when it comes to ba- uh, passing the basketball. He's just not. He's just not. He's not giving you 10 assists a night like it's routine. James Harden, man, that man can give you 10 assists or 30 points. However you want it, I don't think he can do it regularly as he used to. But when he was in Houston, oh, he could give it to you 30 points and 10 assists. The man led the league in assists last season. Devin Booker, even with this team, isn't leading the league in assists. He's just not. He's good at, you know, distributing the basketball. He's not great at it. I don't view him as some wizard with the basketball that's kind of funny because now, Chris Paul, you are a wizard. Um, so I need them to have a point guard. You're going to have, ideally, right, you would think you would have Bradley Beal, KD, Devin Booker with Aiton. You need a point guard. You need somebody that can get the basketball to everybody and can make sure that everybody's being fed. Um, the other front on the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton. If I was the Phoenix Suns, there's only one trade I would try to make, and that is call up Indiana. Obviously, the money has to work, and get Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. Now I know Miles Turner signed an ex- contract extension, so they might you know feel differently about him, but they signed eight into a offer sheet last year so if i was them i would try to go get you know buddy healed and Aiton. i mean and miles turner and see if you know the the indiana paces would swing at that but obviously um a is going to be on the roster in my opinion given what the reports say from world um from, of ESPN he's saying that the Aiton all likely is going to be the center I don't see them trading this is going to be essentially the roster with a bunch of minimum contracts on the team um and they got they got a two-year window the Phoenix Suns better hoist the trophy in the next two years because the reason why because after that um it's going to be extremely exorbitant for a team to have this much money on the payroll um, and they're not going to be able to influx new talent. Like, they ain't got their picks no more. They ain't got no picks. They they essentially shipped all their picks for the KD trade and the Bradley Bill trade, and they got two years to win a championship. This will be worth it if they can win a chip in two years. This will not be worth it if they can't get that done. So we will see what happens with the Phoenix Suns, but I'm, I'm going out on the limb right now. Phoenix Suns, Mohegan Sun, Capri Sun, Sunrise, Sunset, Sunday. They not winning no championship with this team. We've seen this before. You got three guys, and two of them are injury prone, and Kevin Durant and Dev, uh, and Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill's missed about 55% of his games in the last two seasons. Kevin Durant, obviously we know he had the foot injury. 
This team is not constructed well. They're top heavy as bleep. They got four players. Four. And I know they got Cameron Payne. Well, he's going to be on the roster. His contract essentially is guaranteed. So we'll see what happens. But I'm not holding my breath for the Phoenix Suns. They can't really do anything in this offseason. So I'm going to go on and let me say this. They ain't winning next year's championship. They not. Unless they get injuries at the Yang Yang from other teams, they not winning no championship. Kevin Durant had the choice of going to Miami or the Suns. That was his preferred destinations. Should have went to Miami. Bradley Bill had the same opportunity. He should have went to Miami because I think him, Butler, and Bam, and if somebody comes to the horizon, that would work. But this is the situation that they've put themselves in, and we'll see what happens. But I like other teams in the West um, moving forward than, you know, the, the new look Phoenix Suns. It's just funny, a couple of years ago, there was in the finals, and some ESPN analyst, Kendrick Perkins, called them a dynasty. And since that point, they haven't gone back to the NBA Finals. But good luck to the Phoenix Suns. Now, let's shift gears to the Phoenix Suns trade and talk about the residue that just happened. Chris Paul is now a wizard. It's kind of funny. The, the Phoenix Suns have posted that Chris Paul was a wizard during the game. Um, and now he's actually a wizard. Um, in all likelihood right now, the trade has not been completed because the Wizards are trying to find a third partner. Uh, Chris Paul has guaranteed himself the full 30 million as opposed to the 15 that he was going to get. Um, and I think it's a good deal. I think the Suns is a good deal for Chris Paul because now he became um fully guaranteed with his contract one year 30 mil but i think the wizards are now in a situation where they're going to try to find a third partner no one's going to take that deal unless the wizards give them additional assets i think chris paul ultimately will get waived and i think he's either going to be a laker or a clipper my sense is just looking at the tea leaves i really think he's going to be a clipper I just feel like they need him more than the Lakers need him. They also have familiarity with him. The, um, the trade uh, for getting him into Houston, it wasn't bad blood between the sides. Um, now, that team, that Suns team is just injury prone regardless. So if I was the... Clippers, I would try to get Russ and Chris Paul back, have Russ fully embrace that six-man role because then you have the durable guy with the undurable guy, but Chris Paul doesn't need the ball in his hands every single play, um, and he can orchestrate the offense, um, and then they can load manage him throughout the season so they can make sure he's good for the postseason. 
That's what I would do if I was Chris Paul. I would try to go to the Clippers, but I would also look at the Lakers because LeBron James, Anthony Davis would give me the opportunity to win a championship. Um, but I think Chris Paul in this role, in this situation, would be good regardless of what L.A. team. He's not going to be a wizard. It's going to be like Carmelo Anthony with the Atlanta Hawks. Exactly. Um, so Chris Paul has a decision to make. He's probably getting calls right now from LeBron and, and all these other guys. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. My bet is, is he's going to be a Clipper by next week um, because all this shakes out, obviously, um, during the draft this week and the start of free agency. Or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong. Or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out. Walking out. Walking out. Free agency. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard. He wants the Portland Trailblazers to go get vets, and it ain't close that they're gonna get vets. It's just not. They're not giving up the third pick, who's in all likelihood going to be Scoot Henderson. Um, I like Scoot, but I like Brandon Miller better. I just do. Um, and the Portland Trailblazers have an opportunity to pair Scoot Henderson with Anthony Simons. And I think that Damian Lillard would make a decision and he will become a Miami Heat. I really do. I think that's why the Heat didn't go all out to try to go get Bradley Beal um, because they could have clearly given a better offer for Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal really went for a box of cookies. Like, I'm disgusted by that. If there was a way to maneuver the cap and get Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard, I think the Heat would have went out and got him. But I don't think uh, it's possible given, you know, all the, the major contracts they have on the team with Bam and Jimmy Butler. I think their eyes are set on having Damian Lillard, and I think it will come into fruition after this week because the draft is here, and all you hear is the report saying that Damian Lillard wants to stay, but they want to get vets, and the Portland Trailblazers are not giving up that third pick. They're just not. It's too valuable. It's more valuable than in years past. It just is. Um, and they have the 23rd pick, and they're dangling that in front of teams in terms of trying to get vet assets. They're not, they're not getting anything that would appease Damian Lillard, um, you know, moving forward. I just don't think that. I think this is what's going to happen. Damian Lillard is going to request a trade, and he's going to request a trade to the Miami Heat. And he's going to have the Heat not give up as much assets. And the reason why I say that is because he wants to maximize winning, and he's done right by Portland. Damian has always cared about optics. He cares about how people view him, how fans view him, and he's loyal to a foot. He's this generation's Kevin Garnett. And I think... Him in Miami, and we'll see what other things Miami does. 
But I really like Miami's chances of getting Dame. Um, his timeline and Jimmy Butler's timeline matches up. Looking at certain cap situations and trade scenarios, I can see Dame coming with Nurkic um, to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat having to give up um, two out of the three players in Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry. I think in all likelihood, Kyle Lowry would be out for sure, and it would just be between Duncan and Tyler Hero. I would hope that, you know, Tyler Hero would stay on the roster. Um, but, yes, yeah, some some picks will be involved. Obviously, two first-round picks um, at bare minimum. But be that as it may, I believe that Damian Lillard will be a Miami Heat. I believe him with Jimmy and Bam will be in South Beach together. Um, and I think that's what the Heat are waiting on. Um, if the Heat had it their way um, and Bradley Beal's contract was better, they would have gotten Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard. I think they have enough assets to get both, especially what the Wizards just agreed to. Um, so Dame Dollar uh, will be, in my opinion, in Miami Heat uh, before the tip-off of the season in October. And I think the start of these trade negotiations between the Miami Heat and the Portland Trailblazers will start after the draft. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. Ain't no way that man, that man know, that man know Pat Riley and the Miami Heat want him. It's a match made. That, that culture with that type of player is like Jimmy Butler when he came down. It just makes too much sense. Makes too much sense. And I got the Miami Heat getting Dame Dollar. I just do. I said they would leave out of this offseason with Dame or Bradley Bill. And I'm sticking to that. Can't get Bradley Bill now, but Damian Lillard will be a Miami Heat. Now let's talk about the NBA draft, which is this Thursday, June 22nd. Um, we already know who's the first pick. Um, it's gonna be Wimbenyama. Um, you know, we we know we've known this for a while. Um, I told y'all this was going to be the scenario, and Let's go through the next couple of picks. You obviously have um, the Charlotte Hornets, who just, you know, um, was sold by Michael Jordan, um, and they're at number pick. Uh, they're at the second slot, and then the third slot you have the Portland Trailblazers. I'm going with Brandon Miller going number two, and then I got School Henderson going number three. He's a point guard. Scoot and Brandon Miller is a small forward. It just makes a lot of sense. Brandon Miller is smooth. 38% from three. Gives you eight rebounds, 18 points a game. He is 6'9", people. Him with Leangelo, that works. That works. I mean, if Brandon Miller is a better defender than Leangelo, that would definitely help. But I think them two pairings, would work um you have now scoop 
um, as the point guard at the three spot, I'm telling you right now, Scoot is good, and I think he will be good. I think Brandon Miller will be a bit better, um, and I think Portland will have a situation where they're going to get the opportunity to trade Damian Lillard um, and School Henderson is a good enough prospect that you can be okay with, you know, uh, trading Damian Lillard because Portland ain't going nowhere. Um, the only issue I have with School is his three-point range, uh, giving a 32% from three-point range. His assists need to be better. Um, uh, especially on a team where he's going to have the ball in his hands. He has six, 6.6 6 assists. Hopefully he can get up to about eight um, in the league in the, in the coming years. Um, you ask, you have, you obviously have the Thompson twins, um, both coming from the overtime elite. Um, you know, uh, it looks like um, I'm in uh, Thompson, who's a small four, six, six. Um, he's projected to go to Houston. You have his his brother, um, Usar Thompson, projected to go to Washington at eight. Um, both pretty much the same player, uh, about giving you about 16 points, you know, about uh, six to seven rebounds, not great three-point shooters, um, but can switch on multiple defenders, um, could run the floor. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Thompson twins. Um, but I I'm telling you right now, this draft, this NBA draft is going to be very intriguing. And I think it starts at three because Portland has given no indication that they're willing to part with that third pick. But I can see a scenario where a team might be willing to, you know, trade with Portland if they give up a, you know, Brandon Ingram or a Zion Williamson and all his options this offseason. Um, but I, I do believe that Scoop um, is good enough to be the third pick, and I think he will be the third pick. But we shall see if Portland doesn't stand pat. In this draft, from reading reports from Wojnowski, Brian Windhurst, Shams. Um, it looks like there's a lot of teams that are trying to get up in the draft. Um, it seems like this is a very top-heavy draft, and it seems like this is a draft where teams are willing to be aggressive um, and try to get stud talent. Um, it'll be a fun draft this Thursday. Um, a lot of the off-season questions may be answered after Thursday night. Um, and this is, you know, my prediction for the draft. I think after the third pick is when you'll see a lot of activity. Um, and I believe that veterans will be traded during Thursday night. I don't know who, but I do believe that veterans on teams will be traded. Once again, this has proved me wrong. And for another week, I've proved y'all wrong. Peace. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. 
If you ever want to get on a show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Prove me wrong or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.